Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this sermon. You can find all our sermons at our website, holycommunion.net. My name is Hopi Jernigan, and I have been here with you before. It's been a while. It's, it's been a whole pandemic, at least. I am the interim chaplain at Rockwell House Episcopal Campus Ministry. We're right down the road, and I work with WashU and St. Louis University students who come to our house once a week for worship and meals a couple times a week because what college student doesn't like free food? I'm happy to be with you here today on New Year's Day, as it is in the church. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, which also means that it is the first day of the new church year. And really, nothing rings in the new year like signs in the sun and moon and stars, the sea and the surging waves, planets will be shaken, fear and foreboding. Happy New Year! (laughs) That's not really the way we think about Advent, even. When I think about Advent, I think of the little doors that we open on the calendars, or X's that we mark on a calendar as we count down for Christmas, which is the actual thing, the real deal. Advent is like the tailgating before the big event. It's just a countdown. But here, in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is talking about the end of time. Not Christmas time, but the end times, when he will come again, and before he comes, there will be this chaos that he predicts. Our church has us create a whole season around waiting. This is a time set aside to wait. This is not, in fact, the Christmas season. Although if you've put up your tree, I'm not gonna tell. We're about to put ours up too. So Advent, we set aside just to wait. It's a whole thing that we do. We just wait. And this is what waiting looks like. It might be a little bit chaotic. It might feel a little bit like the unknown. One of the things that I feel lucky to have access to is learning current buzzwords from college students. And one of the ones they say most often is the word chaos. Something was really chaotic, or that was low-key chaos, or that was a little bit of chaos here. And it makes sense to me that that generation has the buzzword chaos. They were born around September 11th, and now they're in their late teens and early 20s in this time. Chaos makes a lot of sense to them. But chaos actually doesn't make any sense. That's the whole point of talking about chaos, is it's something, a time or an experience of being totally out of control, of having no sense of what's to come next having no knowledge of what is on the other side. And I do think that the Sunday after Thanksgiving, it feels about right to be talking about chaos. This is a tough time of year. We're staring down the gauntlet of the holiday season. 
We've just come out of Thanksgiving and it feels like we have about two minutes to prepare our meal for Christmas. It's getting darker earlier. Night comes sooner. It's getting colder. This feels like chaos. And especially this year, because we're looking at trying to figure out how to do yet another set of holidays during a pandemic. But every year at about this time, when we come to this Sunday, I think, yep, chaos sounds about right. And yet here we are again. Each year, when I think I've lost all sense of control, nothing is going the way I thought it would, we come back around again, and we got through it, and we're here again. There is a kind of chaos, a kind of darkness, that we know comes to an end. And Jesus mentions this when he's talking about the end of time. He talks about, look at the trees. When you see the buds on the trees, you know that summer is coming. And the only reason that you know that by seeing the buds on the trees is because you've experienced before. You've seen when the buds grow into leaves. And so you know that there is an end to the time of not knowing. There is an end to the time of feeling darkness, of feeling out of control. And we experience it every year. We know that after winter is spring, we know that it gets dark for a while, but then it starts to get light. There, there are seasons that we know will end. It's not our first rodeo. I actually went to my first rodeo this summer and uh, talk about chaos. That was a chaos that I'd actually like to enjoy again. Another kind of chaos I think about is when the pandemic first started and our children, our three children were thrown into doing everything online on Zoom. And if you remember, we, nobody knew how to do it well. We do it a little better now. But um, particularly chaotic is a second grader joining her class of second graders. And we hear her say to the rest of her class and her teachers over Zoom, what in the world is going on in here? Except she didn't say in the world, she said something that's not appropriate to say from the pulpit. <laughs> chaos. That was a chaos we made it through and we've come to the other side of. There's another kind of chaos though that we don't know when the end will be. We don't know how long of a season it is. There's the chaos of the multiple crises in our world. There's chaos in our own lives that we're in the darkness now and we're not sure when it will end or how, and we don't feel like we have control. The most tragically chaotic experience I've had is when I was a chaplain at the Episcopal School of Jacksonville when we lived in Florida, and we had a terrible tragedy happen on campus, and it plunged us into total chaos. And we didn't know how to get through it. We didn't know when it would end. There was so much sadness and suffering and fear. And when we finally had someone step in to lead us through the chaos, someone who hadn't been on campus during the tragedy but would, could lead us through it afterwards, the first thing he said to us was, the only way out of it is through it. 
We are not going to be able to get around the side. We can't fast forward to the good part. We have to walk through the hard part first to get to the other side. And he knew that there would be an other side when we felt like there might not be. And that's the hope that Jesus has for us today, is he sees the other side. He sees beyond the chaos, the lack of control, the fear and the foreboding, the trembling. And he says, stand up, raise your heads. The kingdom of God is near. Don't get carried away with your dismay. Don't let that be the end of you because that is not the end. Raise up your heads. This is not the end. As I said earlier, we know that there is an end to some seasons. Winter does end. Darkness gets lighter. There are also ends that we're not sure of yet. But the pandemic will at some point end. As a country, we will continue to identify ways to reach better systems of justice, to free more and more people from oppression. As a world, we will continue to work to heal the earth that we have worked on destroying for so long. And I'm not saying these things because I'm a scientist, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a fortune teller, but I know these things will end because that is the promise of our God that what feels like the end now is not. What feels like when we don't know how on earth we're going to get through it, there will be someone to lead the way. Sometimes, especially in the last few years, when I think about the news and the world, what's going on in our country, even in my own family life with my three kids, when we have moments of sheer chaos, when it feels like nobody is in control, I think to myself, where are the grown-ups? Where, where are the grown-ups who are going to lead us out of this? Who are, where are the leaders? Who's going to stand up and lead us through it? And the truth is, the grown-up in this situation is the infant in the manger who reminds us that the kingdom has come near and will come near again. Stand up. Raise up your heads. The kingdom of God is near. Amen.